Good morning. Welcome to Victory Church. Today, our worship service number 147, July 21st, 2019. And I'm going to invite you, please to stand up. Let's give thanks to our good Lord for this beautiful day. Father, we love you, we worship you, and we give you thanks for this amazing day of life. Thank you, Lord, and we want to ask you to guide us as we worship you today. Receive the songs that we come bring to you, Lord, with all of our hearts. In the name of Jesus. Amen. You're calling me over. You're pulling me close. With love you surround me. You give me hope. You're taking me deeper. You're making me whole. With grace you redeem me. You restore my soul. Now I'm made new. Because of you you hold my head up you remind me who I am you hold my head up I'm alive in you again I'm made new I'm made new you're making me stronger you're healing my heart with your hands you hold me and you set me apart now i'm made new because of you you hold my to come to him like little children, right? (laughs) 
running for your heart. I'm running for your heart till I am a soul on fire. Lord, I'm longing for your ways. I'm waiting for the day when I am a soul on fire till I am a soul on
Lord, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us. Forgive us, Lord, forgive us of our debt. For thine is the kingdom, thine is the power, and the glory forever, forever, amen, amen. from temptation lead us from temptation but deliver us deliver us from evil to thy salvation for thine is the kingdom the kingdom is yours Lord and we are your servants and we accept your will Lord Father there are many things around us in our personal lives in our family lives in the life of our friends in the life of our church there are many things Lord that we don't like that we would like them to be different many things Lord that we wish things will not be the way that they are but Lord we accept your will you are the authority in heaven and earth you are the ruler of the universe and above every decision and circumstance your will be done because you are the true authority in the universe and in this planet and in our lives so we say to you Lord your will be done and we accept your will and we surrender to your will and we thank you Lord for your love we thank you for your mercy 
even though we do not understand certain things and we wish things will be different. Father, we are not going to fight with you. We are not going to question you, Lord. We simply accept your will. Whatever is what you decide, Lord. Whatever you decide to happen to us, Lord, we accept your will because you are God and our Father and you have a reason why these things are happening to us. You allow some things to, to be done and other things don't happen. But that is because you are God and it is your right and your privilege, Lord, to make those decisions. And we worship you this morning, Lord, regardless of our circumstances or our contentment or disappointment, regardless of our feelings, we worship you, Lord, and we say to you, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Part of our adoration includes our contributions to the ministry, to the kingdom of God. Friend, watching or listening, we invite you to go to the website, vchurch.us, or you can simply send a text message to 232-268-0007. And uh, with that, you will be making a contribution to Victory Church, to the Kingdom of God, and we thank you for that. Thank you for the time that you are investing watching this video from Victory Church. We hope that you will enjoy it. Well, today I'm going to share with you a topic. The topic is Uncle Dad. And maybe some of you are wondering what in the world is an Uncle Dad? Well, thank you for watching Victory Church. And today is July 21st, 2019, our worship service number 147. And I would like to invite you, if you are available to or able to go to our website, go to the tab bulletins and download the bulletin us here in the church, we have the bulletin here, and we are ready to take our notes. So, Uncle Dad, interesting word, right? Well, he is my uncle or he is my dad, is what some people are thinking. Before I get to there, I'm going to share with you one scripture, Genesis chapter 1, verse 27, and we read it in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. God created humans in his own image, male and female. He created them. We are part of his creation. We are God's creation. And how he created us, male and female. And how procreation is being done is through the union of a woman and a man. There is no other way. It's the way that was created and designed and still works. We know that some, sometimes there are some experiments in labs and stuff like that that, uh, that they tried to come up with solutions to create human beings. I don't know if they are going to have success one day. I personally doubt it. I don't see that possible. But what we know is 
the creation was done by our good Lord with two genders only, female and male, male and female. And from there, the procreation of humans. Other people can decide what they want to do. We respect that. We just don't agree with that. Now, you know, marriage is such a beautiful thing. It starts with the smiles and love, as you see in this video, you know, the little kisses and they tease each other. And then uh, suddenly somebody tries to play a little joke here and say, yeah, I was just kidding. I, you know, I will never hurt you. I will never do something, anything like that to hurt you or, you know, provoke pain in you, right? But the other person that was the object of the joke says, uh, sure, you are not going to hurt me. And you know that that is exactly what happens in marriages. There are difficulties sometimes, but the truth of the matter is it's exactly there where ideally kids should be conceived, correct? It's exactly in the context of a marriage when they should be conceived. What happens if kids are conceived outside of marriage? Well, there are possibilities of a dysfunctional kid Correct? But now, let me ask you this other question. What happens if the kid is conceived within a marriage? Well, the same thing. There are possibilities that the kid will be dysfunctional also. And the question is why? Why is that? Because many families, they don't know what the Bible teaches us about marriage and life. They just go by, by what they see in others. You see, people that do not believe in God, do not read the scripture, they do not know what the Bible says about family life. They just see what others do, and they try to copy it. They don't know what's going on, really. They just go by what they see. It's what my parents did. It's what my neighbor does, etc. But the truth is, individuals and families are destroyed by evil. Because when, when someone doesn't know what the Bible says about life, evil is going to get into. And then the destruction starts. And what happens if the family is destroyed? What happens if one family is destroyed here, and another family is destroyed here, and another family is destroyed here? What happens? Well, the community is going to be destroyed. That's why it's important that our families get stronger and stronger. But why is that, that families and communities potentially can be destroyed? Well, it's because many people do not know much about God and his word. They do not know. Basically, what they know is there is a God that more likely they call him Uncle God. Uncle God, you say, yeah, it's like Uncle Dad, you know? And that is what I want to talk to you today, a little bit. Uncle Dad. If you are wondering what is what I tried to say with the concept of Uncle Dad, this is exactly the idea. Uncle Dad is when the dad is not permanently in the picture. You know, the dad is there, but he's not there. He comes and goes like a comet. Here is, here's that, Woo! and here was that, you know, it comes and goes. That is Uncle Dad. It's not a figure that, is, that dwells in the same house. How many of us have lived that experience? We lived that. We know what is that. 
And there are many reasons. Sometimes it is because of death. Sometimes it's because separation. Sometimes it's because there was no dad to begin with. The dad just took off and left. But other, other situations are different, correct? You know, one of the reasons why we see so many families struggling with this lack of dad, basically, friends, is the lack of spiritual leadership. It is not that men do not know how to work, make money, and take care of the bills. We know that. Unfortunately, many men, they think, well, if I made the money, and if I pay the bills, that should be enough. You just shut up. That is what some men think. And they come to the house whenever they want, if they come, because sometimes they just send them the money. Other times, it's just collected by, you know, child support. <laughs> and, uh, and yet, they want to give orders to people to tell them, you have to do this and you have to do that. And, and children listen to those things, but they, they won't do it. Simply, there is no spiritual leadership in those uh, men. And that is because eventually that lack of spiritual leadership will make them irresponsible. And you know how much that hurts. That irresponsibility in men is terrible. Uncle Dad, you understand now? It's so sad, but it's the reality of many, many families. And some of them, they come to the point of divorce or they have lived the experience of divorce. And it's very, very difficult for kids to go through life with all that on their heads. It's like a cloud for them. And they wonder, why? Why is that? The answer is that many men and many women do not want to obey God's word. They just don't want to. They don't want to. They see God like an uncle dad, uncle God. That's what they say. You know, you remember in the figure of the uncle dad, the dad is that the one that comes and goes, correct? The dad comes and the dad goes. In the figure, uncle God is the child that comes and goes. Is that person? My friend watching, perhaps you are one of those. You come to the presence of God when you are in trouble, and then as soon as you have the problem fixed, you leave. You just come and go. And that is Uncle God. And things are not going to be good for you if you keep thinking that Uncle God will save you every time you need a miracle. Because the solution is not just to come and go from the presence of God. Why people do that, friends? Why do you think that we do that? Why do we come to the presence of God, we get what we want or need, and then we leave? Why we do not stay? It's because of the lack of accountability. We just don't want to be accountable to anybody. We don't want to be accountable to our parents. We don't want to be accountable to our spouses. We don't want to be accountable to the church. We don't want to be accountable to anybody. Basically, people are saying, leave me alone. It's my life. Are you paying for my house? Are you paying for my food? Are you paying for my gas? Are you paying for my life? Well, leave me alone. 
is my problem. You see, is that lack of accountability. And the result of that always will be disaster. Disaster. And we will have so much pain for that reason. And I know we don't want that. But I'm describing things so we understand how serious and dangerous this situation is. Why is all this? Because many people do not believe God's word. Here is the Bible telling us about God, the history of creation, the history of Israel, the history of our forefathers in the faith, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, David, etc. And no, the Bible for so many people, I hope you are not one of those, my friend, watching or listening. But for some people, the Bible is just like a story. It's like a, something unreal, a fantasy. You are deceived if you think that way, my friend. And I encourage you to change that way of thinking. The Bible is the word of God. And when we believe that, we will find that the good Lord actually, it's amazing. Many of us have found in the scripture so much faith in the fundament, the exactly foundation of our lives. Understanding that God is the creator, the creator of heaven and earth. He spoke and the, the world that we see became a reality. He is the creator of everything. He created us. The Lord God created us, created you. And he had a plan for your life. Still today, the Lord has a plan for each one of us. Still today, regardless our age, regardless our gender, regardless of our circumstances, the Lord always has a plan. And he's waiting to see us fulfilling this plan. Because what he wants is for us to share with others how much he loves creation, his creation. But the Lord knew that eventually we will mess up. He knew that we will fail. He knew that eventually we will be in need of forgiveness. He knew it. So he decided, I'm going to provide a way to save you. Our Lord Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. How many of us have experienced that beautiful gift of salvation? And maybe you remember the moment. And perhaps this moment you lived it in, 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 a, in an instant. That beautiful feeling of knowing that your sins are forgiven. That the Lord loves you. That he accepts you. And you just know that it's because of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. He is the creator, but also the Lord God is our redeemer. And the Lord Jesus died. And after that, he resurrected. He ascended. He is in heaven. He is working now, preparing our homes. One day he will come back for his church. It's what we call the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. We don't know when that is going to happen. But what we know is that now on earth is his Holy Spirit moving among the people. It's his Holy Spirit moving every day, everywhere, 
Every time the word is being preached, every single day we can feel his presence in our hearts. We can hear the voice in our heads and we know he's talking to us. His Holy Spirit is so gracious, so tender, so beautiful, always inviting us to come closer to the Lord God. Maybe you remember those days when you just started to come to church and kind of, kind of trying to connect with God. You will agree with me. The first thing the Holy Spirit does in our lives is to convict us of sin. And we just, we are aware and we say, this is not right. Do you remember that? You know, it's very common. It's very common to feel convicted. And we say, why do I feel this way? Some people say, you know what? I want to change my life. I want to be a good boy. I want to be a good girl. I'm going to do things right. Yeah. And people think that they are thinking that they are the ones who want to get their lives in order. But they don't know. <laughs> It is that it's the Holy Spirit of God moving in our hearts, inviting us to change. That is the beauty of the Holy Spirit. He just moves us to change. He convicts us of sin. And then he starts talking to us to, to do things for him, to worship God, to read the Bible, to do our things the right way. It's the Lord God, the creator, the redeemer. The Spirit, Father, Son, and Spirit, the Trinity of God, the Lord God. Is He your Father? Well, for some people, it's not. For some people, still, it's Uncle God. And why is that? Because they just come and go. They come to the presence of God and they leave again. <laughs> But there is a big difference between having God as an uncle God and having God as your heavenly father. When you are aware that you live in his presence all the time. And you know what I am talking about. You know exactly what is to have that relationship with the Lord. Because you do whatever you do, whether you are working or driving. You are about to take a shower or just relaxing in your chair in your house reading something. And you just know that the Lord is with you. And you feel his presence. You could be preparing yourself to eat something. Or you are just changing your shoes. And you just get that feeling. The Lord is with me. That is because he is your heavenly father. He is your God. I want to share with you today four promises from your Heavenly Father to you. Promises that are beautiful. And if you apply these verses to your life, if you let that this part of the Word of God talks to you, you will have a wonderful week. Are you ready for this? Yeah. The first promise is a promise of guidance. It's in Psalm 32 verse 8. It says, the Lord says, I will teach you and guide you in the way you should live. I will watch over you and be your guide. The Lord God will be the one guiding you all the way. You don't know what to pick sometimes for your activities. For young people wondering about their future, they think, what should I go to school for? I don't know what to study. 
the Lord will guide you. Other people are in the, in the decision in between uh, potential partners in life. A new girlfriend, a new boyfriend, or someone like that, and you are just wondering, who should I pick? Who should I pick? The Lord will guide you. Other people are in between jobs, wondering, should I change career? And every decision, you will see how the Lord will guide you. He is the one who will guide you and teach you, especially the way you should live. Promise number one for you today. Promise number two. This promise is about protection. The Lord will protect you. Listen to this portion of Deuteronomy chapter 33, verse 29, section B. It says, the Lord saved you. He is like a strong shield protecting you. He is like a powerful sword. Your enemies will be afraid of you. You don't need to be frightened when you are doing your business out there. You need to stop this wrong idea. What I, what I have to do now to get my life in order? You know, this economy is hurting me. You know, my, my health. What should I do with my health? I'm getting older. You know, everything is aching more and more. What should I do with my kids? Because they are going to, to go soon in life. What about their future? What about me? What about my retirement? What about the evil out there? What about the bad guys? You don't need to be frightened about anything. You just trust in the Lord. Because He saved you and He is a strong shield protecting you. In fact, your enemies will be afraid of you. Once you are aware that he is your father, that he is guiding you in the decisions you are making, you are doing the right thing, he will protect you. You just trust in him. In fact, your enemies will be afraid of you. Some people are thinking, oh, I like that. I like that. I want to see such and such and such and such being frightened because I'm there. No, you are confused. I'm not talking about those enemies. <coughs> I'm talking about the spiritual enemies of yours. Fear. For instance, anger. They will be frightened of you. The evil itself will be afraid of you because they know, number one, the Lord is guiding you. And number two, you are trusting in God that he will protect you. He will be with you. Promise number three. First John chapter two, verse one. If anyone sins, we have Jesus Christ to help us. He always did what was right. So he is able to defend us before God the Father. Because one way or other, all of us sin. One way or other, we are going to say something wrong. We are going to think something wrong. We are going to do something wrong. We are going to sin is the nature of our race, the human race. We sin. And as believers, we aim to do great things that he will guide us, that he's protecting us. But unavoidable, we are going to sin. Inevitably, we will sin. And then what? You don't worry about it. The Lord Jesus will defend you. And nobody has the right to come 
and point out your mistakes, your sins, or your wrongdoings. Nobody has the right to condemn you. Do you remember what happened to that woman that was caught exactly by being in, in adultery? And they brought this woman to the feet of the Lord. They wanted to stone her to death. Do you remember that passage of the scripture? What, what happened there? The Lord Jesus went down and started writing on the ground, probably the commandments. And all these people started to leave. Starting with the older ones, they started to leave. The woman was watching. What's going on here? <laughs> she was aware she did something wrong. But what happened there? The Lord Jesus showed her his true character. He is gracious and merciful. Now, the other people are different. <laughs> they want to stone her to death because that is fun. It is fun for people to see somebody doing something wrong and then putting that person down. Oh, people love to do that. We make a mistake, we do something wrong, and then everyone wants just to destroy us and say, I knew it. You know what they say? I knew he was a bad guy. I knew he was stupid. I always knew it. Other people say, oh, I knew she was a bad girl. Oh, she was, you know, from, from the beginning. I knew it. I just got this here. My God, she was a wrong person. Really? <laughs> it's exactly that mentality. Because somebody sinned. Well, we all sin. The Lord Jesus asked her, where are those who are condemning you? And she said, well, they all left. Okay. Well, I do not condemn you. He said to her. Really? He says, really? You are free? Just do me a favor, woman. She said, what is it? Don't do that again. <laughs> Come on. Let's change. I want you to be different. My friend, it's okay if you have sinned. It's normal. It's life. I'm not better than you. No one here in the church is better than you. We all are the same. We all sin. But the grace of our God is that he paid the price for your salvation on Calvary. In the name of Jesus is that name that gives you that grace and forgiveness. Don't forget that. That is promise number three. He will defend you even against yourself. He will defend you. And the promise number four, number four, I love this one. And I know that Wendy loves this scripture. Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. This fourth promise to you, it's about prosperity. The Lord will prosper you. He wants to see you doing good. He wants to give you everything you need. He wants to see you in abundance of everything, spiritual things and material things. Really? Why? <laughs> well, because he wants you to use all those blessings to bless others. Oh, I thought that just uh, the purpose was that I will become 
uh, wealthier, you know, and have more and more stuff for myself. No, 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 no. That's not the objective. There is a lake out there near Israel. It's called the Dead Sea. You know what is interesting about that lake? The, the level of that lake is underneath the sea level. So that lake receives water, but cannot give any water to anything. Gravity. And as a result of that, is dead. There is no life in it. Do not make that mistake. You receive from God. Give and share. Share. That is the objective of the true prosperity. The true prosperity, my friend, is not that you will get the new car you want, the new house you want, the new trip you want, the new diamond you want, the new whatever you want. That's not the objective. The objective of the true prosperity is that we will share with others. That we will serve God through that wealth. That we will be able to do things to reach out the community. And don't be frightened thinking, but, but if I use the money that he gave me, what am I going to do next? You don't worry about it because he is gracious and powerful enough to prosper you more and more every day. Well, sometimes we say, I wish I was that baby. I wish I was that baby in the arms of beautiful, godly parents that will teach me everything in life. Sometimes we say, I wish I was that young couple raising my kids this way from the beginning. But sometimes it's not the case. But regardless, in the Lord Jesus Christ, we always have a new opportunity to start. We always have a chance to reconnect with God. This scripture says, if anyone sins, we have Jesus Christ to help us. He always did what was right, so he's able to defend us before God the Father. It is in the Lord Jesus Christ that our lives can be different. Will you join me in this prayer? Dear God, I realize that my life is not what you expect from me. Actually, those who have loved me and those who still today love me know that I am not the person you want me to be. What should I do now? I cannot ignore your voice. I cannot ignore your invitation. I'm not evil. I'm not cruel. I'm not cold. I have a heart. I have a conscience. I know you want me close to you. All right. I'm going to do it. I will surrender to you one more time. I know that I failed you in the past. I am sorry. I am truly sorry about it. Will you be so kind to forgive me again, Lord? Thank you for your infinite grace. Thank you for being God. Merciful, compassionate, really a father to me, 
my heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I am yours. I love you, Lord. Amen. Friends, there is nothing better than to be in the presence of God. He is with us and through the cross, the blood, death, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. We can all say, I am forgiven and saved by faith in Jesus. My life is going to be great and blessed this year, 2019. Thank you so much for coming up to church. I want you to go with the blessing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. May the Lord keep you and bless you this week. We wish you a beautiful Sunday. Say hello to the family, and I'll see you next time. Ciao. Anytime a heart turns from darkness to light, anytime temptation comes and someone stands to fight, anytime somebody lives to serve and not be served, I know, I know, I know, I know. We appreciate so much your time invested with Victory Church in Odessa, Texas.